Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the executive director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University, where Dr. Scott also serves as a professor of biblical counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling. I'm Mark Smith, and on today's installment of the Care of Souls podcast, I'm joined again by Dr. Stuart Scott and Pastor Adam Tyson. We're going to discuss the next one another in our series, Do Not Judge, But Build Up One Another, from Romans chapter 14, verses 13 and 19, which reads, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Stuart and Adam, over to you. You know, when you look at Romans chapter 14, you're really looking at a whole discussion about about Christian liberties and about how to love one another uh, when two people have different opinions, they have different views. And of course, I was just able to preach a little series at our church on Romans 13 and Romans 14 about what's going on here. And it's just been a, a great opportunity for us to examine how we want to love one another and uh, not to pass judgment on one another. Uh, Dr. Scott, what do you think about um, the idea of meat sacrifice to idols and about how we can love each other through a Christian liberty like that? Yeah, and we don't have those—I don't hear those issues come up among Christians because the meat offered to idols is something back there primarily in the the first century uh, with idolatry and, and things like that, at least um, full-blown idolatry. I mean, it does happen in some cultures and in various cult- contexts right. in the world and some subcultures in our country, but it's not yeah. the normal thing. A meat, meat sacrifice to an idol is not a daily experience right. we're going to have for most of us here in America. They, they seem to be more like external issues that we judge someone's spirituality. Yeah. And uh, one book I just brought along uh, today where This is a book on the conscience by Andrew Nacelli and J.D. Crowley. And this is a, a, I'll just read it real quick. Some of the the list of things that we do get caught up Mm -hmm. in external judging one another. And if we're not building up one another, we're probably going to be judging one another. Mm -hmm. So if we're not intentionally building up, we're typically criticizing and and being Mm -hmm. judgmental. But these are the kind of issues that will come up. And they write this list in their book listening to any kind of uh, secular music, uh, watching or participating in mixed martial arts, uh, only drinking fair trade coffee, uh, uh, dressing modestly and what does that look like, Uh, watching particular movies or TV shows or playing any video games or following strict schedules of growing kids a certain way, uh, homeopathic medicine versus antibiotics, Public school versus private school versus private Christian school versus homeschool. Mm. Boy, those issues uh, you can get in. If you're not building one another up, you start criticizing. And and just to clarify, you're reading through a list here of what you would call our Christian liberties, where the Bible doesn't specifically condemn or condone one or the other. 
But Christians oftentimes in the church start to have a strong feeling about we got to do it this way in yes. order to honor some other principle they see in Scripture, and then that's the essence of legalism, isn't it? Yes, and you begin getting into little cliques in the church of we are those who do this, we are those who do that. And uh, they have another funny one here. It says, eating any fast food, especially it's unhealthy, unless it's Chick-fil-A. Because <laughs> uh, it's been sanctified yeah, by the Word of God in prayer. Right. Chick-fil-A has, for and sure. And you don't have to worry about eating it on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but body piercing, smoking a cigar, going into debt, the dating versus courtship, uh, practicing daily family devotions, just it never numerous stops. things. It, yeah, the list just keeps going on. Is Those kind of things would have similar application that, that if I do this or don't do this, it's it measures my spirituality. Yeah. And they're typically external things. And we're saying that we're not supposed to pass judgment. God's saying that in his word here, Romans 14, 13, that we're not supposed to pass judgment on each other about these kinds of issues. And would you say it's good to just be reminded, since the Bible doesn't tell us point blank, yes or no, to so many of those liberties you just read to us, we shouldn't pass judgment because it's not a clear sin. Right. And we we ought to, uh, conscience issues like this ought to uh promote, or that's not the word, to encourage us to study the scripture. Yeah. What does the Bible say, or is it silent on these issues? And then let's let's just love one another. Yeah. And um, rather than, are you with us or not with us, and drawing lines where the Bible doesn't draw lines. I think where it's hard to discern what... Uh, how to discuss this as Christians is whether the the liberty that someone's discussing is a non-moral thing, mm -hmm. such as in Romans 14, eating meat sacrificed to idols. The meat in and of itself is not a moral agent. We could even talk about drinking alcohol today. It's not a moral agent right. if we drink in moderation and we're not being a stumbling block. But then when you move into the arena of, of uh, media, watching movies, well, now you have a moral message that's coming through the movie, and yep. it's not just a non-moral right. issue. It is a moral issue right. to a varying degree. And I think that sometimes we get confused about, should we at times use discernment to talk to somebody who is involved in a type of music that's filled with profanity, yes. or filled with promiscuous lifestyle right. and, and gloating in that, then at some point we, we have to say, you know what, I am going to pass judgment on this. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, and I'm I, I'm glad you brought that up, Adam, because that it's a mixed issue, isn't it? One may be well, it's not either right or wrong, but then what you're doing in the issue could be right or wrong. Yeah, it's just like watching a movie. Well, that's not necessarily right or wrong to watch a movie, but what is the movie? Yeah. What's the content of the movie? Now the scripture does address that. Yeah, it's not a, it's not just one answer that solves these kind of issues between Christians, it's oftentimes a few different things that are combined together that you have to, well, this is not neither right or wrong. Now this issue, God's word does address, and it is wrong or right. So it takes love and patience yeah. to work and not uh, react to people. So right or wrong, can a Christian watch an R-rated movie? I think they could, depending on the content. It may be a war documentary. I mean, right. sometimes those things now they're rated R, and it's that there's no uh, nudity, uh, maybe not even that much profanity. But if it's enacting a war, and they're showing this is what the war looks like, 
they may rate it for uh, that. So, so we're it, saying there's no easy answer. That's right. It's all nuanced, depending on many variables that would play into that decision that one makes about whether or not they are free in Christ to right. participate in that liberty or not. Yeah. And if we end up landing somewhere different than our fellow Christian, we don't want to uh, be a stumbling block to them. What, what would that mean in this context? How could you become a stumbling block to somebody in a Christian liberty issue? Uh, it would be when their own conscience says something's wrong, and then someone who does not believe it's wrong practices their liberty in front of them. And now they are either prone to go along with maybe the stronger brother and violate their own conscience, mm-hmm. uh, or it could trip them up in the down the road of saying, well, so-and-so does that, I guess... I could go ahead and do something too. It may not be at that time, but down the road, and that's what the Spirit is instructing through Paul here is don't violate your conscience. You want to do what you do from faith. If it's not from faith, it's sin. So we don't want to sin against our conscience. We want to keep educating our conscience uh, to think biblically. So if you have doubts about it, it's best not to do it. Yeah. And instead of just like, well, I think this way, I feel this way, well, what does the Bible say? All of these issues are to drive us back to the Scripture. What does the Old Covenant say? What does the New Covenant say? What are our liberties in Christ? How can we use these liberties to glorify God with a thankful heart and to edify one another? But a big component of this is just not practicing those liberties you were saying a minute ago in the presence of the weaker brother. So talk to me about when it's okay to practice a liberty and when it's not, or you're saying it's often tied to whether you're in the presence of the weaker brother or maybe in the privacy of your own home. Right. And sometimes I don't know if I'm dealing with any weaker brother. Yeah. So if if it is a possible one of these conscience issues, that would be the place to ask the people who are with you, are you okay with this? Yeah. Rather than oh, I'm sure they are, and you go yeah. ahead. Right. Like just, I've been just out ask at, the question. I've been out at dinner with other families and friends who are Christians, and we might uh, be having dinner, and all of a sudden they'll ask me, Pastor, are you okay if I order a drink? Yeah. You know, or yeah. order a glass of wine with this? And right. I always just look at them and say, Absolutely, because yeah. I'm not offended by that. But right. you're saying that's incredibly thoughtful practice, just to ask the individual, Are you okay if we do this or do that? Yeah, and I think that's uh, our liberty is to serve one another not to, to serve ourself. And uh, I like the phrase you had at the end of the message on Sunday, which our liberties are not necessities. Yeah, um, It could become idolatrous of what we want and our selfishness. And it, our liberties are not necessities. Loving others and serving others is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I was just sharing with our congregation that sometimes we have to be careful because the stronger brother fights really hard for his liberty, and he wants to be able to practice that, and he doesn't want to be restrained, and that's just pride, and it's selfishness. And so sometimes they can fall into that that liberty becomes a necessity in his life. And I think I said something to the effect of that if your liberty becomes a necessity, then that is probably idolatry. Right. And at that point, you're worshiping the right to practice a certain liberty. And at that point, now you're in sin because you're saying, I have to have this in order to have a good time, and you don't have to have that. Instead, the Bible's clear on, I would rather give up that liberty and never eat meat in the presence of a weaker brother than to eat that meat sacrificed to idols in the presence of a brother and somehow be a hindrance to them, right. actually hurting their conscience. Yeah, and 
it's it, you made a good point there. It's in their presence. It doesn't mean you have to give up your liberties in Christ all the time as a pattern. It's just when you're with them or in their uh, weaker brother's presence. It, it's more of a snapshot. But the film strip of your liberty, you don't have to give that up. Right. You still have your conviction doing what you want to do in private and probably in moderation. But when you're with them, you're willing to give it up. That's right. Now, what would you say to the weaker brother who says, well, just the fact that I know that you drink on occasion in private still offends me. Does the weaker brother have the right to say that? And does the stronger brother need to succumb to that type of statement or just say, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I have the liberty yeah. to do what I do in the privacy of my home. I mean, you can't just let the weaker brother control everything, right? Yeah, yeah you can't let the weaker brother control the church or, or control another person's life as a um, indefinitely or as a pattern. It's in that moment, I'm willing to give that up because I'm, I'm wanting to love you for the glory of Christ. They should not be dictating your life uh, and, and saying, whatever I prefer, you have to change too, because now that's that's being self-serving on their part. That's not really loving the stronger so brother. At that point, they're passing judgment on you. They are. And this verse here that we're reading out of Romans 14, 13 is don't pass judgment on each other. Mm-hmm. So we can't have the weaker yeah. brother passing judgment on the stronger brother or the stronger brother passing judgment on the weaker brother. Instead, we want to make sure we're loving each other and deferring to one another. Yeah. And I, um, I, I've appreciated how the spirit put both those don't be judging but building up and again it's that putting off and putting on from the heart out if i'm not intentionally actively building up we drift backward to judging criticizing and even if i'm silent if i say well i'm not going to do either one then i'm really promoting the wrong by my silence yeah so we really have to be extremely intentional Would you with say the Spirit's that, help. So part of the building up is saying, I affirm you as a brother in Christ. I can see how you might have that conviction, mm-hmm. and I want uh, to maybe challenge you or encourage you to see what does the Bible say about that, but I want you to know I love you, and in my love for you, I'm happy not to perform that particular liberty while I'm while we're together. That's right. And I would be glad to sit down and let's study out the, the scriptures because that's what's going to inform our conscience. I don't know I would push the fact that you're a weaker, you know, yeah. you're a weaker brother and I'm the stronger because that that's dividing. Right. Uh, I would just say, let's study it together with an open mind and let's see what the Bible has to say about this. And it may end up being silent on the issue and it could be a preference issue. But it, it is love-motivated. And, and at least if we get to that point where both parties can affirm this is a liberty issue to be practiced or not, and we don't have to judge each other on it, and we may have differing uh, opinions on how we want to personally handle that in our own life, but we can still love and respect the other person, having understood their motive, having understood their understanding of Scripture, and say, hey, I see what you're saying, I'm going to give you liberty there, and then that's going to be a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And we know that we're working with the Holy Spirit. He's always seeking for unity around the truth of God's word and peace and harmony and these kind of things that come up, the fleshly desires uh, war against what the Spirit's intent is. So would you say that the the Spirit, you talked about the Holy Spirit as part of this, enlightening us, teaching us, even convicting us. Mm-hmm. Do you believe the Holy Spirit might convict one person one way and another person another way on the same issue? 
Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I want to say yes uh, at different levels of growth. Mm-hmm. At, at this level of immaturity, right? Uh, they need to think it's wrong. Yes, yeah, a process of growth, and the Holy Spirit is nurturing us, yeah. growing us, and yeah. knows that maybe our propensity would lead back to failure. Right. And so maybe the Holy Spirit in that moment is giving us a deeper conviction. Yeah. I really need to stay away from this for yeah. this season of my life yeah. until it's more evident that maybe I could practice this, but only in certain contexts where it's going to promote uh, you know, truth and right. success and not be a, a sliding back into my old lifestyle. Yeah, it's like a child with fire. You know, you just want to stay away from the fire, uh, playing with fire or stay away from the electrical outlet. But as you grow older, I can hang around an electrical outlet or use fire. It's just immaturity, I think, at different levels uh, that the Spirit of God could bring a conviction that for right now in the state you're in, this is not good. Yeah. Later it could be. It's a season of growth, mm-hmm. season of maturity, a season of kind of burning the bridge between you and that old habit maybe, and then there's a time where you're stronger, you're in a yeah. better context. Yeah. It might now be okay for you to enter into that. Yeah. But the important thing is we're going to love each other no matter what. That's right. And we're going to encourage one another. And do you think these are good conversations to be had on a regular basis oh. between family members and church, a yes, church body? I, I do. And I it's almost like a regular yearly thing we ought to be really promoting because the tendency is, again, if we're not building up and encouraging, uh, loving, we will start acting more fleshly and start judging and being critical. And so I, I yes, in the family, in the marriage, in the church, uh, regularly. And if we're in the scripture a lot, we're going to be faced with it regularly. And you would say that might be the main part of building each other up, is the fact that even though we have differences and we're going to land a different place, at least we study the Scripture together, we acknowledge what's clearly right and clearly wrong, and then where the grace lies, so to speak, and we can still affirm our differences. That is building them up. Yeah, and I I, I just would be careful of they're a weak person, they're a weak brother or sister because they don't agree with me. We have to be really careful of throwing those words around of thinking I'm more spiritual because we do this kind of schooling, you, you, you know, all those kind of things that we have to be really be careful and say, I, we're growing spiritually because we're in the scripture and we are seeking to obey what we know in the scripture. Yeah, maybe I would even say the stronger brother has just as much temptation as the weaker brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. his, his strength might lend itself to pride, selfishness. Yeah. And so being yeah. stronger doesn't mean he's less tempted. Right. He's just being tempted in different ways. Yeah. And the weaker yeah. brother doesn't mean he doesn't love Jesus any right. any less. Just means that in that moment he needs to function. She needs to function in a certain way. So it's not like one is going to be right. in a better position before God. Yeah, and another place of scripture I'm trying to remember now where it's don't don't provoke the the weaker and the weaker don't envy the stronger. So you're right. Each is tempted in different ways. Thanks, Adam and Stuart. Another great discussion this time about not judging, but building up one another according to God's word, which again comes at a much needed time for Christ church. Some challenges for you, our listener, to take up from today's discussion include identifying several specific ways that you're currently building up others in the body of Christ, repenting of judging other believers or placing stumbling blocks in front of them, 
memorizing these verses from Romans chapter 14, verses 13 and 19, and praying regularly that God would help you to obey them. Thinking of specific ways and individuals to build up more often, starting today. And lastly, a special challenge for married couples. Sit down with your spouse and list a few strengths and weaknesses each of you have in these areas of not judging and building up each other and discuss how you can improve by God's grace. We look forward to sharing our next installment of the Care of Souls podcast with Dr. Scott and Pastor Tyson soon. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in Him.